It's Hotline League, episode 115. Oh my god, it's so good to be here. It's week two, here in the quarantine bunker of Travis Gafford Industries. In the other room, I've got my roommate, Kobe. We're going to introduce him formally in a second. But first, my constant co-host is here, Mark Zimmerman. Mark, how's it going? It's going. Yeah? How's it going? Yeah. Uh, forward. Onward through time. Not backwards. Uh, I have been... Uh, we did the remote LCS. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. And I played some games. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. What games did you play? I bought The Witcher 3. Witcher 3. I've been playing that a little bit. I really enjoyed that. I grinded it a fair amount. But then TFT Mobile came out and I started playing that. And then once I started playing that on my phone, I was like, fuck, I should just play this on my computer because I'm at home anyways. And now I've just been playing TFT. And set 3 is out. And it's, it's I think it's fun. cool that it's out on mobile. But yeah, I don't play any phone games ever. I'm a super boomer. I only play at my computer. Well, now you definitely don't need fall. to play phone games because you're not going anywhere. I fall into like a phone game trap every couple months where I'm like, what's popping right now? And there's like Summoner's War or some other crap. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, my roommate and our guest tonight is Kobe, Sam Hartman Kensler. How's it going, Kobe? It's going pretty well. Um, I would like to say that the only reason I've decided to come on the show is to pitch Kaffir Kobe in person. I feel like it's lost a lot of steam. Over it hasn't lost the, any the steam. There's been a little bit bigger news going. It hasn't on. lost any steam. This shit is is uh, is so frustrating. I've now had to ban like seven different iterations of it from my chat so that people can't see it. Right now, you're gonna see a bunch of people getting timed out. If you look at the Twitch chat, they're all just so getting timed out. This is the point. In in most meetings, most shows right now, Travis, where everyone introduces their pets. Um, you know, Azale's got his dogs, Mark's got his cats. Uh, us here at TGI uh, really are, are kind of struggling here at the beginning of these types of shows. What if I get you like a stuffed animal? Kobe, you should, you should refuse to do this show if he doesn't agree to a cat right now. And you just leave and hang out. What's he going to do? I like it. I like where your head's at, Mark. Listen, Mark, you can actually, uh, you can run my, you I'll negotiate for you. I'll be your cat campaign agent. manager, Mark Zimmerman. <laughs> Very political time. <laughs> Should we talk about the cat for Kobe situation? Is there much to talk about other than you being an evil person and not letting him get one? I don't think that's true. I found out Nicole told us that I would have to throw away the majority of my plants if we got a cat because they're poisonous. So, I don't really. Uh, I think we need some verification on that. She's a cat owner. And is she a biologist too? True, she, but <laughs> she went. She went to Columbia. Uh, she's <laughs> for, for biology. <laughs> uh, for a variety of things, I don't know. She's very smart. I mean, I've been on the Harvard campus. Does that? <laughs> she's a very smart woman. My dad went to a good school. <clears throat> I don't know how, how far can we push this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, let's talk about some stuff. By the way, this show is sponsored by Alienware. We'll talk more about them in the future uh, as the show progresses. But the big news out of today, because some asshole decided to make a video talking about it. He just wanted some views. He just wanted He's some views. Desperate. He's fading from relevance. You can't even see your cat, Mark. Can we just get back to your face? I don't know why I can't figure this out right now. I used to know how to zoom on things. So <laughs> the video for, for me on Skype is super stuttery right now anyway so i actually like mark's cat cam better than uh 
the normal I, one. My like breaking up mouth just j- jolting up and down. We are dropping mm-hmm. some frames. Maybe I will. Let's see if I can if I can lower my. For those that don't know, uh, basically we had a tech come out because our normally pretty good internet has been awful. And it's because every we the tech told us as soon as he walked in, I was like, internet's been slow and our upload is horrendous. And he's like, yeah, it's because everyone's working from home. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm going to test the signal right now. It'll be fine. And then I'm going to tell you it's because everybody's working from home. So he tests the signal. He's like, the signal's fine. And he's like, it's because everybody's working at home. Uh, apparently, the node for our neighborhood and part of the city is just screwed. So our normally 35 up has become like, Five to twelve up, depending on the day or part of the day. Shox was talking about this too. She's been having issues. So, and in Berlin, so it's I guess it's just everyone working from home. In Europe, they actually capped, like Netflix ha- is doing a lower bit rate, and YouTube is defaulting people to standard definition because of it. So, it's a one of the fun things going on right now. No more movies. Everyone has to watch anime because you can tell what's going on in lower quality. Uh, that would be the end of me. I have no interest in <laughs> uh, What about just playing video games? What about books, huh? Did you guys find a book that you like? I do listen to books. We've talked about this, you and I. <laughs> no, listening doesn't count. Streaming <laughs> yeah, audio is bad. No, but Audio's I've already a, downloaded the books. I've got big chunk. multiple books on my phone right now with hours and hours and hours of content on them. Yeah, no rebuttal. That's what I thought, Mark. All right. I just can't figure out my focus right yeah. now. Dude, I, I need like you I to focus on the show. My touch. Please get us into our first actual talk. I tried to. You're supposed to do. So I did a video this today talking about how the LCS Players Association, which includes the Academy Players, very important, voted last week to cancel. And I need to make sure I say cancel because I keep accidentally saying suspend, which is a different thing. Cancel Spring Split. Uh, the majority of them voted this. Now, to be clear, this was not a a vote that was like, we're going to vote to cancel it, and we expect Riot to cancel it, and if not, we're going to walk or whatever. It was basically, I know nobody watched my video. They just all ran to the comments, and then eventually they saw Jack's two paragraphs and then felt like they didn't need to watch the video because they found a reason to be angry. But uh, it, it was never meant to be, we're going to not play, but it was because... You know, the Players Association tells me, at least, that Riot was interested in the players' opinion on whether or not they should cancel the Spring Split or move remotely, because supposedly Riot and the owners were considering those two options, too. The players decided they wanted to cancel, etc. So now we're going to talk about this a ton, because there are a bunch of different reasons. If you're watching this uh, VOD-wise, do me a favor, just pause this video right now and go watch that video, because I don't have the 12 minutes right now to explain every other thing on the minutes. show. Don't do it. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're never gonna come back. You're gonna get lost. Just do it because it. You're not gonna understand the context on this stuff if you don't. Anyway, Mark and Kobe. Uh, before we get into calls, maybe we should share our opinions on this because Mark, you were messaging me, and you were, you were livid. The amount of profanity you were throwing <laughs> my direction over Facebook Messenger. I. My my. What if we just internet roll connection. through that conversation instead? Be a faster way to get get my take. Just show everything I typed quickly on. Yeah, there's screen. other things in there I typed to you. You can't show on screen, so that would be a bad idea. Are we, uh, can we get a quick edit with some animated faces where <laughs> Mark's various <laughs> stages of rage? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You and I have already talked about it. I haven't heard Kobe's take. I'd actually be curious to hear what Kobe thinks first. I mean, there's, like he said, I, I just want more information, right? Because there's so many parts to it. There's so many reasons you can go through depending on who voted and, and why they voted and their motivations. Because obviously we've been over this before. Even a couple of weeks ago, we were having this discussion about how spring split matters and competition matters. And, um, you know, players lacking drive uh, especially in North America, is a very hot topic. And people, I know people really want to be get up at arms and immediately be like, these lazy players just racking up the checks. There's there's no competition. You know, there's, there's no young talent that are going to kick them out the door. So they're getting complacent. And they don't care about anything except um, getting played. They don't, they basically, uh, people are going to jump to, oh, they you know, don't want to put in any work and just reap rewards, right? But obviously, we also have extenuating circumstances right now. There's a global pandemic. We have a health crisis, um, various reasons. You know, people miss their families. People are worried about teammates getting sick. People are worried about contamination. Uh, there's all sorts of things that people are worried about right now. There's financial crisis, even as the markets are slowing to a halt. So, I, I mean, there's just so many layers to this that I know people immediately see the title of Travis' video and they, you know, want to jump down the players' throats for being lazy or whatnot. But um, I, I would just say, you know, take take a little bit to consider uh, some of the other factors. I agree to a degree. So, I think... Like you were saying, the video is good, and Travis tries does a good job trying to paint all the information and share it. But it, like you said, it left me with a number of questions, and unfortunately, I feel like because of the blowback that has already happened, we'll never get the actual answers now. Because anyone who felt like spring split didn't matter will not say that anymore. Um, so any kind of polling that we do now, unless it's completely anonymous, and even then, I, I doubt people would do it if they knew it was going to become public. They would they would honestly click. Like click a box that said, yeah, I did that, even if it, it didn't have their name on it or anything. Uh, at this point, I feel like it's become so such a big deal that it's just doomed. But that's why I think I kind of am frustrated at the Players Association uh, for seemingly botching both the collection and the dissemination of the information. Because, Travis, you will have more information on this, so stop me if I, I get any part of this step-by-step -step wrong. But it sounds like Riot pinged the Players Association to ask them for their opinion. The Players Association collected a very simple yes or no, would you prefer to keep playing or cancel the season? Um, and even keep playing was not really... It was, it was the question was, would you prefer to A, play remotely and finish Spring Split, or B, cancel? Right. So it's it was a single question, presumably by email, sent out with no whys or reasons or anything. Uh, and then somehow that got passed around. And the two reasons that were mainly given were because spring split doesn't matter. And uh, obviously the situation with coronavirus. And because the information was not gathered in a data-driven way or anything like that, you don't know what which of those answers is the real one or like which one carried more weight. Like, was it actually that spring split doesn't matter to, to, to you know, 
of the 66% who said yes, maybe that was 20%. And the other 40% was the corona situations. But because that wasn't collected on the first pass, it sounds like the Players Association then went back and asked people why. So I, as opposed to, I don't think at the same. Time. I don't think it was necessarily two passes as to why or whatever. Um, I'll go into a little bit of greater detail pass. just because. Sorry, did you have more you want to say? Well, I mean, like I was just asking, what do you mean two passes? Oh, you said that they one asked and then afterwards went back and asked why. I don't think that that was that's not the vibe I get. Oh, I got that they sent out this one survey thing. Yeah, so it's unclear to me how the information as to why was communicated. Right. Um, I'm going to read, I don't normally do this, I feel a little uncomfortable doing it, but I feel a, a, re a need to do it because uh, because I want to correct, or not correct, but to clarify. I think there's some confusion about whether or not it was because Spring Split didn't matter or mattered. And I think part of that, like what what Jack might be referring to is, a little bit of a scoop, uh, Greeley, Commissioner Greeley, sent an email to stakeholders in the league, and the, the what he wrote in it was, and I got my hands on this, the two overarching reasons provided by the executive committee were that, one, spring split doesn't mean anything, and we won't have a long break before summer split, and two, overarching worry about their safety. There was not, it's important, because people will see, like, number one, they'll be like, that was the number one reason, but it could just be the way the commissioner wrote it in the email to all the different folks in the league. Now, so I, I just, like, people are going to think over the course of this discussion that I'm taking the side of the players. I, I'm more taking a neutral side, whereas I, I've seen everybody go to one end of the spectrum and say, like, the players are lazy and all of them suck. I'm trying to f explore the nuance here because I think there's a great deal of it. Um, but two, or the, the last thing I'll say, too, is that those were the two reasons that were given in the email to the stakeholders. When I talked to the Players Association, I received additional information was that, was that, in fact, there were a lot of people that were worried about their safety, that there are international players who feel uncomfortable right now that are in the league. And so it is much more than perhaps those two reasons. And there's no information or no data out there that shows that the number one reason is because players think spring split doesn't matter. I saw Kobe with the yes. finger up doing, yeah. doing his dive techniques. Also, I've moved. If I, I've realized if I move this window, then it's all white and my face suddenly just gets whited out. I like it's it. Good. It's when we know you're not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is not to say, um, and me trying to bring up the other possible, you know, reasons and extenuating circumstances surrounding this event. I'm not trying to say that there is not a problem with uh, motivation or, you know, dedication and complacency with North American pros. I think one of the reasons why people jump on this so much is we get the question so often, what does NA need to do to succeed? Um, and it all always trickles down into these various things where we, we don't have enough younger talent coming up um, we don't have this breeding ground to create more competition. So it leads to this kind of dominance at the top where a lot of players um, have been in the same situation and have been at kind of the peak of the scene or at least good enough to hold their their spots without a lot of, you know, uh, push push from beneath. 
And that kind of leads to justifying one's own complacency, um, which is, yeah, another word uh, that can lead to <laughs> laziness. Um, but this kind of, you kind of subconsciously justify your own complacency because there isn't a good push of ground swelling of, you know, talent coming up in competition, grinding uh, that way. And, and that will lead to, you know, people getting upset for, for things like these and, and brushing off, uh, you know, competition or duties and stuff like that. So I, I do think it's more nuanced and there's definitely valid reasons for people to be like, what? We need more passion. Um, but there's yeah. also all everything else that's going on. Right. I mean, like the, the, the import players are... 100% justified, I think, in their feelings of like, hey, I want to be able to get home, you know, if I have to play this season out and things get worse and borders close and I can't get home, that would suck. I totally get that. Um, I think that's the main one where I, I really feel for imports and, and they should, you know, there doesn't matter to me that they feel that way. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's, it's the fact that there is... There's 90 players voted, Travis said, 66%, which means, you know, roughly 60 players voted yes. That's way more imports than we have. There's a, a grouping of academy players. Uh, we don't know how any of this broke out, obviously. Uh, once again, because th this was not really... It wasn't probably supposed to be, you know, this in-depth report. But now that it's, it's become that, it's, it's just unfortunate that we don't know some of these things. Um, but I will still say that I don't feel like spring split not mattering should ever even yeah, 100%. Like the, it should just be I said no because coronavirus related reasons and there's a handful. The the fact that there was even two categories for why they feel this way is pretty ridiculous to me. And I don't know what percentage that is or how and I do think there is one line that I can kind of agree with or like one train of thought, which would be spring split doesn't matter anyways in air quotes. And so I don't want to take the additional risk with with Corona. Um, but that's more, again, putting it more on the coronavirus part in this COVID-19, more so than the spring split doesn't matter part. But the fact that they they were they were broken apart by really at least, that to me is uh, just really concerning overall and kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, but it also is not surprising. Like, are you surprised that, like, and, and I want to be careful speculating here. We don't know who voted. We don't know what way they voted. Mm -hmm. But would it be surprising to you if you found out, for instance, that CLG voted not to continue well, that's, the split? That's the funny thing, too, though, is, like, I feel like if you took this survey on any given split on week eight, 40% would say yes. Yeah. You know, like all four teams not in playoffs probably say, "Yeah, let's just cancel it." Kobe, did we lose your so, your camera? No, I am surprised. I think we lost your camera. Honestly, um, hey. oh, you let the camera. Yeah, can you just yeah. drop it off and put it back on again? Uh, on yeah, Skype, yeah, on Skype, like hang up or turn it yeah, on. Just turn off, off the there. camera on Skype and then back on. Turn it on and off. Yeah, there again. we go. You're back. It's yeah. okay. Um, so I I am surprised when stuff like this happened. Especially after we just had this huge in incident surrounding Doublelift. And Doublelift is the most brand powerful player in the entire league. And everybody sees, sees him get benched for saying spring split doesn't matter. 
this that's like a condensed version, but it's it's these issues surrounding the motivation and uh, the complacency that kind of arises at the top, and it's this whole big event. So I was surprised that only a couple weeks later, we have everyone else voting. Yep, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, I don't want to play. You know, forget this. So that's why I'm. I was leaning more towards the outrage. Exactly, or the uh, or well, I was leaning more towards oh the the second reason of the you know world events going on and stuff like that does lead some into it. But um, yeah, the fact that that was kind of first reason or number one reason. Um, actually was surprising to me because even as even as CLG, yeah, it sucks that you're last. Um, but it, I would always want I always want to try and like prove that I am improving, right? Getting better at the game, playing more on stage, you know, fighting fighting for my spot, basically. Like you like that. Like if you're Rune, you're happy you played that chase game this weekend where you went eight and two and shit on people, right? Exactly, because if I'm on that team right now. I would consider my job gone if nothing changes. If we quit now, I'm the running CLG. I'm chopping everybody off that team except for Poe Belter. So everybody who is on it, I would think would want to be like, I need more time to prove on stage that I've got it. Um, you know, I, I need to show what I've been practicing. I need to show what I've been grinding on. Yes, it's true. We've, but look what I can do now, right? Uh, you guys are, are yeah, really we're dropping. We're drop, I'm dropping bitrate again. We're hoping hoping that it'll come through again. Sorry. Anyway, it uh, looks like we've stabilized. People are going to start saying saved in the chat because I see. Yeah. Saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just like, inspirational speech, though, yes, right? Yes, it was very motivational. Yeah, I, that was the best speech ever. People can catch it in Levon. It was a bit robotic. I, I totally agree with it as well. Just like if the fact that you're competing at a high level at anything isn't motivation enough. If the hundreds of thousands of dollars you're not getting paid is enough, if, if playing in front of hundreds of thousands of fans every weekend and trying to make them like you and show off and look good isn't enough, if trying to make it to MSI isn't enough, like, I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a, that sounds like a you problem, not a system problem. Like there's enough other things to play for other than championship points. And if that one thing that was changed from last year to this year makes you think spring doesn't matter, I... I have pretty low, little sympathy for that opinion. I, I can see from fans. I think fans have a bigger reason to say this than players. You like if, if a fan's a fan of TS of, of a Dignitas, let's say, and they're about to get knocked out, maybe you'd be like, "Oh, I don't care," because it doesn't matter if they make playoffs and then lose because their spring, like their season's over. But the players should still care. Uh, and if if they're if they don't have the motivation, then I mean, I what was your motivation before? Because only 30% of you guys get to Worlds. Why is going from only 30% of you get to Worlds to only 10% of you get to MSI suddenly like such a drop-off in your in your desire to play? Like most of you, the vast majority of you aren't going to make Worlds. Why is it suddenly the vast majority of you aren't going to make MSI such a different perspective? So I want to move on from this angle of it because we are now having like the 17th hour of on this show of talking about why Saying yeah. spring sports. Hey, new, new information. No, no, came no. Out. I know. I'm glad. It's fine to to go over it. But I think the other aspects of this are more relevant because it made me personally think about things that I had not thought about and that I had not seen talked about publicly. Which is, what could the effects of this be if we start losing players, either because they don't want to stay in LA anymore, 
or because they get sick. Uh, you know, like people, it was funny because Acadian, I released the Acadian interview today. So I interviewed, I think like uh, six or seven of the people I interviewed, I asked about this. Acadian basically says he voted no. <laughs> and like the headline, I didn't say he voted no because he said in that basically he's like, yeah, here's the reasons I've, I had my vote this and he didn't say vote no, but he's like, people could get sick. What's it mean if people start uh, being not able to play? Uh, this could be a real issue. That's why I voted this way. However, I do feel like this gives me meaning, and so I'm happy to keep playing, blah, blah, blah. It's very funny because people missed that, like, he was one of the people that voted no. Uh, and I think his reasons are interesting, right? Should. Like, let's say things get worse, which people think, well, a lot of the experts think it's going to get worse before it gets better in the U.S. Like, what ends up happening if this starts getting worse? I guess, um, I, I thought, I saw some people tweeting there was some confusion as well. I saw uh, a coach or a couple of staff members saying that they weren't sure that they thought the first thing proposed to the pro players wasn't, uh, you know, like still playing in studio, but with no crowd. Uh, which I think, if that was what Acadian was saying, one of the reasons it was remote. I think I, I, the Players Association told me it was remote. It, but if it was remote, and I'm not sure what, um, you know, his team was suggesting, what Dignitas Academy was suggesting, but um, if you don't, if you're not forced to go into your team's studio or something, and you're playing remote, which I think a lot of them are, uh, I don't. I, I guess I, I could be wrong, but I don't know how that is not playing is preventing you from let being less likely to get sick if you're playing from home. Yeah. I mean, right now you're not supposed to travel. Um, pe people aren't even really supposed to leave LA. Um, the mayor had sent out that uh, thing about, you know, not even like visiting your family unless it's urgent or something like that. Um, so, I mean, there's, it's, it's a very different time for, for everyone. Cause we're experiencing this kind of, unprecedented level of a global health concern. So it is, you know, very difficult navigating this, but Mark's kind of touching on if you are 100% playing remote and self-quarantining anyway, then it's not really introducing a lot of extra contact here. The uh, steps have been taken to limit pretty much all um, levels of, uh, you know, extra human contact. So I don't, I mean, if, if you're playing a game at your computer, everybody's still, you know, communicating via the Discord or Skype or whatever. Yeah, I, I also think like if people start getting sick and like, I think Dom might have it. He said, I saw some tweets about him. He was, he's feeling pretty under the weather, but like if a pro player gets sick and can't play, uh, it might happen on a larger scale than like a non-pandemic one where, uh, you know, sometimes a, a whole group of the players just get sick. Like when they travel for events and stuff, it's not too uncommon to hear that like a whole team gets sick. Um, so that doesn't sound that out of the, you know, I'm not trying to downplay how serious Corona is here because I, I do a, like I have been quarantined. I haven't gone outside you for more than pledge. probably an hour. I, I didn't take a pledge because I don't need to. Uh, I, but I did not, I have not been outside for more than an hour, probably in the last two weeks, but at the same time, 
if people are, you know, if, if a pro player gets sick and he's self, he's already, you know, quarantined, but playing online, either you have subs for that reason or whatever. And I don't think canceling the league is somehow, because that's the other alternative that he's suggesting is not, what do you do if a bunch of pro players get sick? You say, well, let's just not even play the league then. I mean, that I weird. feel like that might come to, like, a lot of these guys live together and it, it, It'll, I just think it's a really weird look. I'm not saying necessarily that it needs to be canceled, but if players start literally coming down with corona, and I know that they're quarantined and all that stuff, but you can never 100% this, and we don't know if they have like girlfriends coming over or whatever. I, who knows? Yeah, they could have gone out to a party because they weren't respecting the quarantine. Like anyone, they could, you can yeah, get people go out to get food, or a manager comes in to give them food or something. There are. It's not like this is a. I went to the grocery store today. I, maybe I fucking got it like the one twenty minutes I was outside. Right. Who knows? But that doesn't really have to do with this discussion exactly. of whether they should cancel it now or not. Because, right? Because you're mentioning ways of getting it that are not introduced. By playing the LCS completely. Yeah, I don't online. think he was saying, uh, and people can, like, I want to be careful. I'm not, I don't want to put words into his mouth. People can just watch the interview or a transcript if you don't want to give me views. Um, but <laughs> the, I don't think he's saying it is dangerous for us to continue. I think he is saying, like, it doesn't maybe make sense to do it in this environment because we might end up in a world where teams start subbing. Maybe then the argument becomes, okay, well, we need to wait and have that discussion if that ends up happening. Yeah. But I... I it's, it's a huge slippery slope to me to be like, well, people could get sick and people might not be able to play and things might get weird, so let's just cancel the whole right. thing. That to me is just... I just can't... Like, that line of logic doesn't track with me. So Danon, who's the... The Golden Guardians GM says, I would have preferred if we just paused spring and started up a separate new online-only season of weekly tournaments or short season while we learn about how long we're going to be locked away from the studio. So, like, and that's, I think, a, a point that people haven't really brought up, right? And that, that's why I'm trying to to point out that there's, like, a lot of granularity here. I Before, I want to start taking calls soon because we've been going on for this for a long time. And the point of the show is obviously to hear all of you. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, the final, th- I, what? I was just going to say, like, if, if there's already motivation concerns and stuff like that, if that's playing into it at all, I don't see how a new league that has no bearing even on MSI is like a solution. Oh, Papa Smithy says he proposed the same thing. The multiple GMs in the league were proposing the idea of creating a separate in parallel league situation. What does that fix? Well, maybe they can call in. And uh, tell us. Yeah, I would. I would like to hear because I'm sure there's something I'm missing. Yeah. So, so while Mark is, oh, hang on, really quickly. I think before we Mark starts pulling calls, I'm going to say one thing. But I just want to say other things we can talk about because obviously this is some of the biggest stuff. But the broadcast going remote would love to hear people's takes on that. If you thought it was good, if you thought it wasn't, viewership looked anecdotally a little lower than normal. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers yet, but like. Did people think there were issues with it? Were people really impressed? I don't know. Would love to hear about that. Obviously, how the teams played. We're now in, done with week eight, so we've got one final week to find out who's going to make it into playoffs. A lot of interesting storylines. TL potentially out. EG rebounding. A lot of interesting things. So uh, feel free to have a lot of different takes on this. And uh, Mark? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't been reading the Discord, so if you did post your your thing before, uh, you know, I, I haven't really been checking, and there's an overwhelming amount of messages. So I'm going to spam this right now. Uh, go ahead and 
join up and post your topics. Uh, and I'll, I'll start reading through them and, and pulling people now. Uh, and then the final thing while, while Mark is pulling, I just want to say, you know, a thought that I had is what it must be like to be a, a Korean pro in L.A. right now. Because mm-hmm. you probably have family. Like, my mom is messaging me constantly about all this stuff. Sending me, she's like, be safe, don't go, blah, blah, blah. That's very nice, if a little bit much. Um, but, you know, imagine you're a Korean pro, your family's contacting you, they're reading all this news about how, like, I think the U.S. is now the third highest rate of contraction. We still don't have a really good grasp of this, un- unlike Korea, who got uh, their first case the same day as we did and took immediate steps to do all this. I don't, I don't want to go down that road, but obviously this situation is much better. They've done a much better job of managing it in Korea. You probably have family pressuring you or feeling really uncomfortable with the fact that you're here in L.A., uh, playing video video games for a living, own thing. Maybe want you to come back home. You might have been planning on coming home between spring and summer. Now potentially you can't, based off the travel ban stuff. Who, who knows? You know, things a lot of things are fluid. It's like a really interesting time. So I just I think that's a big thing is I'd love to have people imagine what it is to be in that situation and perhaps a little bit of empathy. And I'm not like, I'm not saying that that means that you need to cancel, but like. This is a little bit more than perhaps some people are thinking. It's not. Is aren't you not supposed to be traveling right now, anyways? The, a lot of the countries are saying come home. Come. I know. I know. Canada said that, but I also have heard that health experts are. I mean, I like don't think you're supposed close, to travel, like, for fun, right? You know, like right. I, I would right. love to go to Hawaii. I don't think I'm going to do that anytime <laughs> soon. But I think there's a difference between leaving okay. one pretty messy country handling this to go to your safer <laughs> home than it is like driving or, you know, flying to Vegas to go to EDC, which still hasn't canceled. And I'd really like them to cancel so that I can get my money back. Cause very clearly it's not going to happen. EDC. Okay. All right. I have some people. You ready? Yes. Uh, some quick shout outs, by the way, to see where we get to the towers. Vitis and Ho, Ho, Merchant of Soul, Ronald and Ho, Insulin Shots, Wiblo, Solarith, Amivyard. Okay. We got our first caller is Khan. Hello, Khan. Welcome to the show. Are you the same Khan that I'm used to? I am. Are you Idaho? I am an nice. Boise to be. I remembered. Scared. I'm so proud of myself in this moment. What do you want to talk about on the show? So, uh, my topic is going to be about obviously the vote to potentially cancel uh, summer split that the players put spring. through, or the opinion of spring split. And thank you, Travis. And how it's a much bigger deal than you know, with Riot kind of ignoring it than people are making, and that people should be siding, I think, more with the players. Um, first, the things first. How often on this show and around the place have we criticized players for not taking the players' association seriously, for not trying to make it do something or ha- have a difference be made? And like For me, this is the first chance they had to actually have an opinion that says something and try to voice something, and it kind of got immediately ignored and shut down. Meaning that, what's why would a player be motivated to go back to the players' association at the moment? Uh, and then, go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I didn't know if you wanted us to respond or if that was uh, like a rhetorical question. Well, my second point too, and I, you guys can respond you know, later on, but the other point I think is, you know, it's not just imports with this issue. It's also with people from Canada. How many NA residents do we have right now in the LCS that are also Canadian that are being told, like Travis just said, come home, be back in our country. We don't want you potentially in the hotbed like America and stuff like that. And, you know, with this getting, you know, closer and closer in April and a lot of countries starting to close borders and travel, you have players who might not see their family in this crisis until September and August. And you don't know if they have any family members that are, you know, potential risks or not and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot more to think about here than just, you know, oh, they're not motivated and they're not stuff like that. Mark? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, the second point, I think, is a good point. So definitely uh, the Canadian situation is one I'm curious about because it's, it's kind of hard. A lot of pros who are Canadian basically just live in America at this point. Um, but it is a different time. So, like, a lot of them do go home, but not for very long and often stay, uh, as, as I understand it. But it is a different time where, like, you might want to be more interested in getting home now than uh, you would normally be between seasons or something. Um, the first point about the Players Association, I feel like I don't know what happened with how the communication worked between Greeley and them, because that's one of those things that we were talking about at the top where we don't know I can how tell what happened, I've heard. Okay, go for My, it. The way the Players Association tells it is, they were it, there was a question posed to the Players Association from Riot, which was, what do the players think of all this? Because they were talking to the owners. Players ran this poll. They told it to Riot uh, Monday night, I think it was, and maybe the owners as well. And then the next day it was announced that it was going live. So the Players Association actually is not even upset that the league is still happening i think they're just upset that they're like you asked for our opinion and then it sounds like there wasn't really any discussion like riot theoretically could have gone back and said okay well let's talk about this why are the majority of you upset about it or you know why are the majority of you wanting to cancel it and when they say well path of exile just launched a new league then riot goes okay well maybe not a good reason yeah i'm sure if 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 the reason that they gave was spring split doesn't matter and we don't know if they did but if they did it was among the I reasons not... it was among the reasons yeah, it, it was at least among the reasons, but, you know, based off the Greeley email, there was two, and one of them is Spring Split doesn't matter. Like, that's not a good reason to, to probably a lot of the riders, because even if Spring Split didn't matter, like, there's a whole economy of, like, this, of, of our league, like, Kobe and Mai's job, Travis's, the investors, the sponsors, the tech people who work, like, you can't. Like there's so many other things riding on on the league from a like when you look at talk about canceling the league that you know the fans as well like all these other things that I I can understand why no one else wants to cancel the league and I think maybe they could have done a better job having a discussion but things were also moving super fast I literally got and I I think it's okay to say this I got one email at two p.m. one day saying yeah we're gonna be maybe doing it in studio no audience and then like three hours later i saw lec get canceled and then like two hours later i get another email saying we're canceled for the weekend uh, and that was the week that we lost and so like things were moving super super quickly and so i don't think i don't know who is the how the you would have a conversation with the entire players association at the rate that communication 
was kind of going sure. on. But, but yeah. so I think a lot of <clears throat> problems are people lumping arguments into into the same bucket too, right? Yeah. Because people being upset about the number one reason on the list being spring split doesn't matter makes perfect sense, right? And I think a lot of people. Um, we don't know if it was the number one reason. Agreed. We don't uh, know if it was the number. It, it was literally listed number. Yes, but it wasn't one. like this First is their number reason. One, whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I think that's where I some mean, of the confusion is. That's why I'm trying to like explain it. Well, it's it's also factually correct to say it was the first reason listed, yes. and yeah. usually you put the most important reason by Greeley. So, by Greeley, right? So, who knows a little bit? But, I mean, yeah. But I think that everyone is understanding of health concerns, family concerns. Um, you know, these the possibility of re- returning to your home country, having to worry about travel bans coming back and. Um, it, like that doesn't seem like it would get lifted before summer either. So it, it would be a very big decision where if you left, you probably would not be able to come back uh, for a while because the U.S. looks like it's in very bad shape. Um, I mean, that th- these are very complicated issues as opposed to just the um, spring split doesn't matter thing. I think that is a very easy one for people to latch on to. And that's where most of the outrage is. Um, was was kind of the reasoning behind it, right? Right, but to the caller's point about the Players Association feeling um, unheard and, and unlistened to, I think uh, I can understand that position a little bit when you get asked something one day and the next with no response. You're like, okay, we're doing this. But I think when you look at the, the lar- larger ecosystem of the North American LCS, there are a lot of other people who have different opinions and uh, have other things on their minds as well. Uh, and so it's while they might have been like, oh, they didn't listen to us. I think if you take a step into riot shoes and imagine it from their position, you would be like, well, how were they going to, you know, maybe a quick email would be like, hey, we hear you. That's great. Uh, unfortunately, we decided to go in another direction. Does that soften the blow? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. But riot had to make moves very quickly uh, to begin building the tech stuff. I mean, Friday night, we were in tech checks for nine hours if you or uh, six hours at least who knows how long the engineers were there uh like if you slow that process down by even a day you might not have lcs on saturday who knows i i just want to say there's a lot of people in the chat uh saying i'm a shill or i'm defending all the players i'd like to just point out that right now everyone in this league seems to hate the lcs players in part because of something i did so uh, I'm the one that lit this <laughs> fire, all right? Just because I've decided to pee on it a little to make it a little so- smaller doesn't mean... That doesn't make it smaller. It just makes it stinkier. I was going to say, that's just going to make it smell bad, Travis. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, either way. Khan, uh, do you have any, any follow-up on any of this? Well, I definitely think people should stop blaming the players for certain things with this. Just like everybody else, they're in their own type of hemisphere and crisis, and there's a lot of different factors that could or could not go into wanting to have the spring split or not be that way. Um, I'm curious, though, if, if you're players, how motivated are you this you know this year to get unionized to try and have more of a say in this whole process? This, well, this is a bit on a, of a side rant that we went on last week or maybe two weeks ago about how unions don't really make sense right now because you'd end up in a collective bargaining situation or whatever. Uh, given that the pros, okay, 
I just want to say. But see, I think the people pushing that narrative are the people that would be hurt the most by it, which would be Riot and the owners. I mean, I'm pushing that narrative, and it wouldn't hurt me. I don't give a shit. Uh, maybe you're, maybe now instead of being a shill for the players, I'm being a shill for the Riot and the owners. I, I don't know. It's hard to keep track of who I'm being a shill for at any given point in time. But I definitely feel as though it is. it would not benefit the players to be in a situation where their salaries would drop dramatically because they're able to uh, collectively bargain and take a rev share. Anyway, I think, look, this would be a different situation for Players Association if 90% of them voted to not do it and Riot went ahead with it anyway. But given a lot of them could be Academy players, and let's be fair, we don't, they're, I mean, they're, they're Academy. Anyway, um, you know, it's... Excuse uh, me? Go, go, go ahead, Kobe, did you have a take? You were putting your finger up. Uh, academy play. What, what are you trying to... Say about academy players here. They're uh, salt of legitimate. the earth. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, I mean, if if the again again coming down to the splitting the reasoning, right? If it's if it is a bunch of people saying we don't want to play because we don't feel like spring split matters, that in isolation, uh, I personally not attached to right uh, in in any way. Just talking from myself, I would be fine with just instantly responding to that and saying. Uh, we hear you, but we disagree. So uh, I would like to continue anyway. Um, but if it is like you're saying, much more uh, a cohesive uh, group of the players talking about, we have these concerns um, around health issues. You know, these players need to return to their families. Stuff like that would require much more yeah. consideration. I think that is where you need to have much more discourse. Um, and so the, again, coming, coming back to, we want more information whenever you get little bits of leaks like this, Travis, I want more, <laughs> uh, for, for strong analysis of it. Right. Cause otherwise we're just making up hypothetical situations and putting words and reasoning behind people where we're just kind of guessing. I mean, I gave you all the information players association gave me. Right? I can't. I, does it, well, maybe you should do better you want next more time. Get more. You want a cat? You want me to go out in the rain to get Chinese food for you? You want me to go get ramen whenever you've gotten to a game and the ramen <laughs> text message comes in? Is that is that how Travis? I mean, maybe I should live with Travis. Con. I, I gave you a public shout out on the dive for going. And to get I know. I heard it from the other rain. side of this wall. I don't know. Is the dive out yet? Okay, no. well, uh, tomorrow, spoiler tomorrow alert. morning, by the way, turn into a much superior spoiler podcast alert. with Mark. He gives me, uh, he honors me for going out and getting the Chinese food and then says I'm down at a pit of points. Khan, is there anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? No, one last thing. Travis, if you get a certain thing for Kobe, do you realize how much power you're going to have in that apartment? You, he will not be able to object anything that you want or say. I already have so much power. Things but I like, appreciate it, uh, Con. Yeah, but you have all we'll the catch power. Catch next time. <laughs> have a good night, guys. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about Alienware, our sponsor, who I so desperately need to continue supporting me during this time. Uh, there's a computer behind me right now. It's an M15. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. Uh, I absolutely love it. Right now, I got Kelby who's off in Montreal, uh, quarantining with somebody over there. He had to leave 
uh, last minute. He didn't have a computer to take with him. I loaned him my Area 51M, and uh, he's been pl- he said that he's he's been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. He says uh, using that monitor, you know, he's got a very expensive monitor set up, two monitors, etc., gaming stuff. He says just off that laptop, he's able to play. He says he's quote fragging out harder than he's ever fragged before using this Area 51M. You know, normally laptops, you might think that's not a desktop. Maybe that's a preferred way to get. He's gaming on this Area 51M with its 144 hertz refresh rate just fine. All right, he's fragging out. That's the way he describes it. Anyway, working on some cool projects. Did, what? Did you have no stipulation in giving Kelby this uh, laptop that he would have to give some deliverables to you and Alienware to <laughs> prove? Uh, I should ask him how good and great. Actually, he is. it's not a bad idea to ask him to fill a testimonial about it with his phone. That's actually a really good point. Wow. Kobe, you have so many ideas that are so good, and then you just have this one really bad one. Anyway, so the, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so check out alienware.com slash Travis. You can go use code Travis10off uh, to save 10%. Thank you so much to Alienware for everything that they do and uh, to support us. And I've got some cool stuff coming. We're going to try and do some cool things for, for folks uh, who maybe are playing a little bit more League of Legends these days. Uh, stay tuned for that. All right. You want to grab our next caller, Mark? Yes. All right. Uh, while we're doing that, some shout-outs to Othu, Ronald and Ho, Habs2099 for one year. And by the way, Ronald and Ho at, at 18 months, a year and a half. Shranimo, Boba Cola. Boba Cola, 31 months. Boba Cola, I really wanted to go to Hawaii. I'm sad that I can't, I can't see you. Blue Jay is here. Blue Jay, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Sarnia, Ontario. Nice. How's, how's it going in Canada? Are you guys on lockdown? Uh, yeah, we're locking down, but things aren't nearly as bad as what it sounds like in other places. We're doing okay. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what your call's about? Uh, calls about TL getting rid of their coach or coaching staff, I guess. Um, I'm feeling like if they don't really turn around their season, and like everyone knows, they don't really have a lot of time to do that. I think that they're going to get rid of uh, some coaching stuff in the off season. Interesting. Have you guys talked about this on the dive or any of your? I, I we haven't talked about it on Hotline League, so I'm curious if this is kind of a new take for analysts and folks to talk about pundits. I don't think we talked about it on the dive, but I know we were talking a lot about it. Uh, we were all hanging out in a voice comm software, oh, that's watching cool. the games together yesterday. So. I know a bunch of the That's analysts really cool. were talking about this, but I think <clears throat> that you guys all got to hang out. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what we've discussed in public, uh, <laughs> but I know there have definitely been concerns around the Team Liquid coaching staff from drafts to also, you know, uh, what's what they're doing inside the team houses as far as trying to find success with, with such strong pieces. So I, I would not be surprised if there was a very critical look, um, if there's no success, especially no playoffs uh, for for four-time returning champions. That would be a very clear space to start. I mean, it's weird because mm-hmm. this is the same coaching staff that got them four times in a row spring-summer champs, right? So it's... It is, yeah, it is. So I mean, it's it's weird. To, I'm not saying necessarily that that buys them immunity, but it's strange because it's not like they came in and things started sucking. It's like they, these guys clearly have a record. 
I mean, it's not the exact same coaching staff year over year. Like uh, they had K's and he uh, parted with the team in summer last year, I think, after their MSI run or maybe right before it. Forget. Um, and it's not like it, it was also the 2017 season when TL was awful that they had Kane as well. So there has been up and downs. And obviously, uh, they like the coaching staff is probably competent because they they had, like you said, these four championships in a row. But sometimes in sports, it feels like a, a change just needs to happen. And this this happens in traditional sports a lot. And, and unfortunately for the coaches, it's often the coaches that go if, if they think the players are good enough. Because uh, if you just, depending on, assuming the mood is bad, if, if the mood's fine behind the scenes, the GM can probably be like, oh, everything's fine. But if the mood is bad, and you're trying to change the mood, that's the, the easiest to make. Especially in teams with extremely high-value players. Coaches, coaching staff always gets replaced when you have a team of superstars, right? Because people will automatically assume that, all right, well, we can't upgrade these pieces, so guess we're going to switch out the coaching staff. And there have been little bits that have come out in various interviews and um, I, even stuff that Travis has done where disagreements on draft or disagreements on, on little things do start to build up. So... Um, definitely going to be an area to look at, but I don't yeah. think there'll be any drastic measures. You, you don't see uh, coaching don't changes, playoffs? Kobe, if they don't make playoffs. Hmm? I, I definitely, I definitely do. Well, you said drastic oh, measures. Okay. You said no drastic measures, which made me think everyone's safe. I guess he's qualifying drastic if, measures as coach players too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think coaching is the first thing that goes, unless they're thinking about payroll. In which case, there would be very drastic measures of actually changing the players. But you would think that if they're not thinking about the payroll, then they would want to keep most of those players, maybe change one piece because their uh, jungle experiment uh, hasn't gone exactly how they wanted. We just track the Dow Jones over the next couple of weeks to see how much Steve is going to be considering payroll uh, situations. <laughs> yeah, probably a lot. Uh, I mean, they have the contracts to the year no matter what, unless, I mean, it depends how, I don't, like, how cutting contracts work. Like, I don't know what happened with Crown, that they were just like, all right, you can leave. No, I mean, often it dep depends on the negotiation. Sometimes it's guaranteed, right. and sometimes it's not. And right. it just depends on what So a player like Crown, I assume, is not getting paid now that he's signed with the new org. Yeah. Uh, or maybe there was some so sort like, of, I don't know. We don't know. It's yeah exactly so so it depends if if depending on how tl's contracts are structured or whatever that they can even shed shed salary if they wanted to yeah all right so coaches in a rough spot right now for tl potentially is, is what it sounds like At blue jay is that well, is this what you were hoping to hear yeah but I, I i don't know if you guys touched on all the points that i was thinking that are kind of like um making it kind of look that way um, my audio is a little bit messy so forgive me if i do repeat some of the stuff you guys said but we talked about how their drafting has been heavily criticized right yes. yeah uh have you guys talked about how basically they're all all stars and they're not performing yes and then i don't know how much i actually wanted to know your guys opinion on how much 
a team or a coach should be blamed for lack of motivation from their players. Like, is, do you think that's completely on the player themselves, or do you think that's part of the coaching staff should be able to motivate their players? I mean, if you ask Mark, Mark says if there's a motivation issue, yeah. it's on the player, not the system. Would you say 100%, Mark? Sorry, I spaced out because I was talking to someone in Discord about something. What was that? I Would you say that... Um, because you made the point that, like, if there's a lack of motivation, that's on the player. And I, I do agree. I wanted to know if that is, like, if you think that's 100% on the player or if the coach should take any blame for having uh, his or her players have some lack of motivation. I think uh, coaches deserve some. Um, you know, if I was a coach and this is, you know, speaking about some of the stuff that we saw was, like, everyone was boot camping on their own. And then everyone's checking each other's solo queue accounts and Doublelift wasn't playing nearly as much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, it, I've been in situations where people are like, as a coach, you should have just been firmer with them. It should have been harder. So I, I do understand that sometimes it is hard to, to control people who just say no, but or they say, I'm going to do this, and then they don't. But I do think coaches do share some of the blame if you're allowing people to slack. Um, and that will happen, and you kind of got to ride them and, and try and motivate them and i assume the coaches did do this and ultimately it it, it didn't work to some degree and it is so it I is really hard to motivate people mark was late for this show and kobe <laughs> start found out it was two hours long and he had to install skype and started freaking out so it i could just tell you motivating people to do things is it's very difficult Skype is a big ask, by the way. I'm I'm having trouble reading visual cues because Skype is being so jittery for me. Uh, yeah. That's our it's our upload uh, problem. It's not Skype's problem, but uh, getting Skype set up was also a task. Um, what was I going to say though? Uh, Motivation. Because I had something a very long time ago. Oh yeah, I for sure 100% uh, think that this is part of a of coaching staff job description. Teams literally have only motivational coaches. They have, um, you know, the sports psychologist position is, is basically built around this. While, while yes, some blame does lay on the player and that's part of what you evaluate when you are making a roster and signing players, uh, you know, is one of the bars of their, their skill sets. It is also something that you are trying to improve on whatever your starting level is with the coaching staff. So that's why teams do have split jobs for different coaches. You know, there are some strategic coaches, some are motivational uh, sports psychologist type coaches. Yep. What, whatever your setup for your team is, that is definitely something that you do have to consider when you're trying to round out your staff. Lou Jay, thanks so much for your call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh. Yeah, two two quick little things. One, just kind of a I know everyone's gonna hear this a lot, but a big shout out to all the LEC and LCS people that put on uh, shows over the weekend. Because yeah, I get that's hella monkey s kind of going into uncharted waters there. And uh, another thing is a week or two ago, Travis, you kind of talked about a little bit about how like LCS teams aren't making money yet, and like that's to be expected. But is there any like timeline or is there any um, have you ever thought about doing a video about when these orgs are supposed to make money and things along those lines? <laughs> I mean, it's a much broader question, which is how long can you just keep conv convincing investors to give you money and that esports is the next biggest thing? 
Well, yeah, that's that, a big. That's a big well, problem. Yes, you can't convince. It them. wasn't uh, probably as big of a problem two months ago as it is now. So I, I like, I, I don't want to go too much into this conversation because we we need to move on to the next caller. But I'll just say, yeah, that's fair. I, it depending on how long the economy is hit by all this stuff, and, and the, including the global economy, but especially here in the U.S. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these esports teams approach it. Like, w- will we see salaries go down next year for some of the players because the teams can't raise? Will we see some teams go out of business because they can't raise? Uh, I don't know. But I think a lot of questions for esports if we're living in a very different uh, world, economically speaking, in the next couple of years. Yeah, that. That's totally fair. Uh, please make a video on it if you ever do get some info. I think that'd be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, it's but, really uh, difficult yeah. because just final thing I'll say, it's really difficult to do that because all the team owners are incentivized to tell you they've got the best value ever and everyone should yeah, do this true. and not ever tell you how much money they're losing because doing that kind of stuff is only going to make it harder for them to raise. And so actually getting your hands on any of this data is incredibly difficult. However... I will say that I'm currently working on getting the team salary information like I did last year for the talk about how much the, t- the teams are spending. So stay tuned for that video oh. if I can I can get the rest of the information I need for it. Anyway. Sweet. Use those uh, those connections. You know what I'm saying? No. That's not that's not a thing I would do. <laughs> but I appreciate the suggestion. Thanks, Blue Jay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Everyone. Take care. All right. Moving on to the next caller. We've got Blaze of Glory, Grumpy Conductor, Puppy, Pluto7443, OPTSM Fan, Scrapjack, Osphase, Upset Manatee, and B-Malms. Looks like our next caller... Oh, I can't track. What? I'm lagging. There we go. Looks like our next caller is here, Wasted Dolphin. How's it going, Wasted Dolphin? Where are you calling from? Good. I'm actually calling from San Diego. San Diego, where I'm from. I, I really miss living down there sometimes what do you want to talk about on the show so i'm calling in because i think evil geniuses is going to win the whole split and i think they're going to be the most dominant best of five and let me see what users are in the chat really quickly before i finish this conversation and (laughs) i think oh uh oh i see okay I completely agree. They're going to stomp everyone. I could not <laughs> oh, agree Nicole more. They are. They are. Cloud Nine's here too. Literally the best team ever. Uh, I, I can't imagine how that would go differently. <clears throat> no, uh, Mark. I'm going to kick this over to you. Me? Why not Kobe? Or Kobe? Is he also? Is he also compromised? I mean, uh, she bought him a mug that says "Show me your kitties." Uh, she's not she's not very helpful with me in terms of the campaign. Anyway, so Kobe is compromised because she's taking his side, and now he won't want to criticize. Right, EG. exactly. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to be actually changing Travis's mind, which I thought <laughs> I thought it was going to do more to help out with the with the cause. But Travis is not. Well, budget, she's an evil so. genius, so she plays both sides. She has you thinking uh, that she likes, she supports it. She has me thinking that she supports me. Uh, yeah, she's she's quite good at this. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Kobe, if you have an opinion, we can start with you. Um, on Evil Geniuses winning the split? Yes. They're the best uh, team in the so, world. What? 
So you have to take this by steps. First step is get into playoffs. That's looking great. Um, they would love to be a top four team in playoffs to have double elimination in the playoffs, which is also looking very probable for them right now. Current standings plus the way that they've been playing. They're on a five-game win streak. So I think there are a lot of people that have started to feel more similar to a uh, caller in that seeing them win game after game after game and seeing them execute very well, playing side lanes, Jazuke playing aggressively, but also uh, cohesively with the rest of the team does inspire a lot more confidence than early on in the season. I still think that it is going to be a tremendous feat to take down Cloud9, and they should be favored if you are uh, betting on this or in, in any way. But I, I would say that there's a higher percentage chance than previously for EG to actually contest. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty cold take. So <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I would not put them first, yeah. Would you, would you put them second? Um, let's see. So for me, yeah, between TSM and EG right now for me for second. Um, and I, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, I do, I do think if I was making my list right now, though, it'd be C9, then TSM, then EG. But I, th I think there's good discussion to be had and, and some more thought to be put into TSM versus EG. What about you, Mark? I think EG would probably be third for me right now. I think they've overtaken yeah. FlyQuest. Uh, I can't... I They're playing better than TSM right now, but I don't think that necessarily means they, they have a better shot of taking down C9 in a best of five, just because... And we kind of talked about this on Dive a little bit, is like... How, it's not always about how strong is your strongest player, and I think Chizuke is incredible, but also how exploitable are you at some of your weakest links. And I think... The top side would be scary for me against Licorice and even Broken Blade, where if they start hard targeting Kumo and draft and play and stuff, you know, he's got to survive that for five games. And I, I currently don't think I've seen enough from him to to overlook that. But I think other parts of the map are playing really well. I would I would at, at the risk of my uh, rest of my evening, I would also say EG third is the best chance, especially because I feel like EG. Seemingly is a pretty emotional team. I mean, Jazuke seems like a, a wild card, and Bang had that kind of bummer town interview halfway through the split. And it's just the type of thing where, like, do I think that, for instance, if they lose the first game or they're down two games, that they have the resilience as a team that just formed uh, to come back and win the next three? Like, I just feel like they are in a much more precarious situation in a best of five than perhaps TSM and C9 are. And to kind of back up Mark's point a little bit, the last two teams that EG lost to before going on their win streak were TSM and 100 Thieves. And 100 Thieves have someday in the top lane. Mm -hmm. Both of both TSM and 100 Thieves are kind of top lane powerhouse teams that have you know stronger top triangle than bottom, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a lot of the, the teams are. I, I would say even top, uh, C9 is more topside focused in the early game. TSM, Thieves. Yeah, it's actually a, a over half playoff team about. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, it, it is it is interesting to see them bounce back to kind of the place. I mean, I was watching, I think, the analyst desk, or maybe it was like the Bud Light breakdown or whatever, where you guys were talking about, Mark, the 
the like everybody kind of agreed okay they're officially top four team and kind of going back to where people had predicted them towards the start so it's been interesting to kind of see them end up in this spot we'll see how things go not everyone put them fourth actually i don't know if kobe wants to bring up the preseason dive power ranking i think i had eg the highest uh I don't know. We're going to have to search back to check the tapes on that one. I do know that in the midseason dive predictions of who is going to move up into the playoffs, I chose EG. And you and Azale chose different teams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're both winners at different time periods. And you're both yeah, losers. Yeah, let's all just not mention CLG. Yeah, nope. No, you're no, no. are both losers at all no time mention. periods. Okay. Uh, Wasted Dolphin. <laughs> Anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, the only thing I wanted to add was just that I think um, in terms of top lane difference, of course, Kumo is probably the weakness of EG that people are exploiting, but I also think that people are glancing over and not talking enough about how weak Licorice has looked this book. Okay, we can, I mean, we can explore it. Do you guys feel as though Licorice is looking weak? Uh I don't know. He just did pretty pretty well in Callisto. I think uh, he had a pretty bad second game, but so did both soul laners. And Blabber looked kind of weak all weekend. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not really concerned about Licorice. So he did have to me the the worst game was the set game where Blabber went in, <laughs> got the kick out and against he, CLG. <laughs> yeah, because you know he was having a rough game previously in in that game already, and then he had the kind of blooper. Blooper ult with the D synergy or dis synergy or whatever you want to call it. So that that was one that kind of sticks out. But other than that, I think he has not had games where he has been a liability. Um, he hasn't had as many of the big hard carry. Oh my God, here comes the Aatrox flank and he wins the whole game for the team. But he hasn't needed to do that with this version of Cloud9. I mean, I think... It's hard to imagine a world if the call, this is what the caller is suggesting, where they beat Cloud9 in the finals, and people go, "Wow, Licorice just fed his ass off to Kumo in the <laughs> in this situation, right?" Like it's a, it doesn't feel like even if Licorice is weak, and that's an if, it doesn't necessarily feel like that's the place where they're going to be exploitable, right? It's not like uh, EG has like a really strong answer in that in that lane. None of our other shows have chat. As soon as I said that, there's a guy in chat that said, Licorice is a liability nearly every game. Shut up, Kobe. <laughs> and that just made me smile. Uh, I don't know if you guys are used, used to that instant feedback. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't even real, like look at it anymore. A couple times you might get me to respond to you in Twitch chat, but otherwise... I mean, you were arguing with Papa me. Smith earlier. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a somebody, though. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're a elitist, huh, Mark? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll rub up against all the uh, big I names. I mean, dude, Kobe, I was people were literally just spamming that I was a shill earlier. So, I yes, I, I definitely get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wasted Dolphin, congrats on your prediction. If it ends up happening, you're going to feel really good, and we'll invite you on the show for the victory lap. Sounds good. Any shout-outs? Anything you want to say? Yeah, I just want to shout-out to... Um, you know, people working in healthcare right now, they're dealing with a lot, my wife and mother-in-law included, so shout out to them. Yeah, thank you. That's a good one. Uh, thank you for shouting that out. Have a good evening.
Alright, on to the next caller. Twitch chat spamming hearts. How wholesome. Uh, let's see. John G365, thank you for the 10 months. OPTSM fan, gift a sub to Boater Michael, who's now been a sub for 18 months. That's a big deal. Wibs, thank you for the uh, sub. OPTSM fan, gift a sub to Kapalulu, who now is one year. Kapalulu, one year, probably all through gifted subs because she's pretty toxic. Stickman Alv, Stickman, where are you calling from? Arkansas. Arkansas. Are you, how are things in, in Arkansas? Is there much of a lockdown or are things, can you still guys at life normal? Uh, schools have closed down pretty much for the rest of the year. Um, and most places have, like, changed hours, no more indoor dining. All the same, it feels like, like the same stuff that's going on, but it's just not, it doesn't feel like the people are quite taking it as extreme gotcha. yet. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Team Liquid not making playoffs is better for the long-term uh, LCS. Oh, interesting. Why? Because if Team Liquid makes playoffs, it shows uh, Doublelift and all of the other teams that you don't have to try for like six weeks. So you're kind of of the opinion like <laughs> TL, at least Doublelift, seem to be phoning it in and them making playoffs would not be the punishment they deserve for that. Yes. Like, if they f make playoffs, there's no guarantee that next year Doublelift doesn't phone it in for a little while. There's not another team that's like, oh, I think we have a playoff roster, so we're just not going to actually attempt trying. If we win games, we win games. If we lose, we lose. We can just try it in the second half of the split and start trying to actually win What games. if they got last in playoffs? Do you feel like they still feel that way? Uh, since there's no, or I guess now they kind of have a better system for showing that you're last in playoffs, it would probably work out better. I mean, let's say they lose their first match in playoffs. Uh, it also would depend on where they go in at. I don't think there's a guarantee on where they would. I just feel like they, they, they if they get embarrassed in playoffs, uh, it, it might have the same effect. So I don't know if saying, well, if they get in, then... It sends the wrong message because I think if they sh if they sneak into playoffs and then get get embarrassed, I feel like that is still going to look really bad for them. They'll feel bad and and maybe won't have that opinion. Kobe or Mark? Um, so you go, Kobe. There's lag on all my video feeds, so I can't tell if you're starting or not. No, we just, you just, this isn't the dive. You won't give a fuck if you start talking and I start talking. We just both keep talking. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I, I do like the idea of complete, a, a clear example of complacency getting punished. And, and the kind of the point the caller is bringing up to deliver the message to everyone else. Like you can't, like you have to watch out for uh, everyone under you because everyone's hungry to climb up the ladder. I think that's a, a decently good message. And I do think it's more impactful if you don't, if you don't make playoffs at all, that is, embarrassing you know what else is embarrassing getting smashed by keith mcbrief and lost in lane i feel like that also said to clear message <laughs> yeah but the to the caller's point you know maybe double if returns to power and smashes na again and, and then that like who cares about the key thing no one's going to talk about that really after that point so 
I somewhat, it's a tough lesson to learn. And I don't think I would have rather to have not had to have this conversation. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather see, I'll just be good. Uh, but at this point, like I, 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 I'm kind of torn on whether I actually want TL to be able to recover from this and like go win or something like, you know, if I'm speaking as a, as a fan of competition and some of that stuff, yeah, I want more good teams and whatnot. So I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird question to think about from that angle. Oh, wait, I meant FBI, uh, not lost FBI, correcting myself. Continue. I also think that Team Liquid would come into uh, summer with more of a fire if not making playoffs because like, they didn't even get the chance to prove that they can do well in a best of five. And all of those players are like, we are good in a best of five. And all of those players seem to try harder whenever it gets later in the season. I'm not saying that like ramping up is a bad thing. I'm just trying to say that like phoning in is a bad thing. And if they come into the beginning of summer with a chip on their shoulder, we have to prove that we were the best team and we actually do deserve to be in first. That seems like a much better summer split than, oh, well, we can still make playoffs if we just, you know, start trying in six weeks. I do think that the Team Liquid players are pissed at where they are already. Uh, but it is a stronger message if you if you don't make playoffs at all. But I I know they're very frustrated and they're very mad and the, the chip is there right now where they feel like they deserve to be higher. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think ultimately I, I do want TL to to make playoffs interesting. Mm. That's where I, I've decided. I agree. I kind of agree with the caller's point about you want to see like the repercussions for uh, maybe some of the things that happened this split, but. You want wow. your anime characters to all be present, right? Yeah, you want them to have learned the lesson and have the redemption arc. Well, we'll see. I think, God, if they... Do we think... Okay, let's just do... I don't know if we have another TL take, but I'm kind of curious. Do you think that these guys are going to make it into playoffs? No, I actually don't. Wait, I think I heard Mar I heard Kobe's side of this on the dive earlier, and he was a coward. Kobe, uh, uh, yeah. Me? Is is TL gonna make playoffs? I say no. I say they don't make it. I would put them out of it. Oh, right you would? Now. Okay. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I misheard. Did we? I thought that you had said that you, because you know, there's a wall. I thought that you had said he doesn't watch the show. He just listens to you speak through a wall. True. So anything <laughs> you have to, anything he hears is muffled. Yeah, I thought I'd heard Kobe predict that TL wouldn't make it into playoffs or would make it into playoffs, but. Oh, on this or that, we have a slide. Oh, that's what it is. And but I don't want to spoil it. Everyone uh, go watch the this or that. I, I don't want to be the new spoiler for all the league, the Riot content. I'm going to shut up about the things I hear yeah. from that side of the wall. Yeah, I gave, uh, I gave the, the Mark anim, anime answer. I was like, ah, I can't do it. Need to put Team Liquid in there to have it, have all the characters. Listen, I don't yeah. want to get an angry message from Dave Stewart, the executive producer of the LCS. So please, everyone, go watch this or that. I, uh, you have already compromised some of our premiere content, Travis. So I don't know. <laughs> I might have to move out. <laughs> and you can get a cat. And then I can get a cat. Two problems 
You can also gone. go get your old Pan Express in the rain, you goddamn. Anyway, Stick Man, <laughs> anything you want to say before we move on? Uh, I just want to say that all the people in chat that have different ways of saying Kaffir Kobe are awesome and to continue doing so. Let's get the next caller. <clears throat> uh, right. Techno Weeb, thank you for 25 months in a row. I love you, chat. 28 months. Scam likely unofficial. Sreo, Ari Waddle, and Caruse44. Thank you, everyone, for your subs. Really appreciate it. Very nice. God, I have to keep censoring more things. Wait, how can Cloud9... Cloud9 should lose their mod privileges because they're they're using censored words uh, that they can get by <laughs> using, using mod. It's very, uh, very inappropriate. Is, is that Mateus? I assume it's Mateus. But you don't know. Let's go. I don't see Jack around, so I maybe like it's to, Jack. I, I like to imagine that the entire Cloud9 organization is huddled around <laughs> one computer deciding what to type. That's true. That's true. <laughs> whatever whatever Cloud9 types represents every single person at that organization. I mean, it's Cloud9. What else <laughs> could true. it be? The official Cloud9 stance. <laughs> they take a vote, actually, before they type in chat. That's time. true. That's true. Everyone gets, everyone gets one letter <laughs> to type the message. You have to complete they it. They take a vote. Only 90 people reply. And a uh, little less than two-thirds have an opinion. Tom Shu is here. Tom, where are you calling from? Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, calling from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. That's right. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I, say, I was asking where you could hope where how we were doing with coronavirus. How are you doing with coronavirus? Uh, it's it's actually getting actually starting to get bad. Like they've had a, a like a huge run on toilet paper, and I think the uh, the mayor of DC has ordered a lockdown. I think it's actually funny, like how many old people and how many kids I've had to throw down with just to get just to get some of the essentials like toilet paper and bleach and stuff. It's like, oh, well, my I hope God. you're taking like, care of the elderly and the young, because I don't know if throwing dad with those people at a crisis is necessarily the good move. Bro, they have numbers, but I have strength. Yeah. That's just how it is. What do you want to talk about on the show? OK, so um I wanted to talk about um, TSM and how I don't think we should be sold on them quite yet. So the problem with them is that I've noticed over their last couple games, it seems like there's a certain dependence on having Broken Blade be able to dominate his lane and exert pressure on the map for them to be able to snowball leads and actually get anything done and to carry that into the mid game. And I can basically give you a couple examples if you want. Just for an example, like say like their game versus FlyQuest in that Broken Blade, uh, I believe Aurelia, they go top and do a 3v2 dive against uh, Viper and uh, Centauran, and Aurelia gets a double kill, but that sets Aatrox behind. But now the set's ahead of the Aatrox, so Broken Blade is fed. So now we go, they go down, they snowball the rest of the game. But consider a, a game where Broken Blade doesn't have pressure, like TSM versus Immortals, in which uh, Broken Blade was playing Gangplank versus Soas's Orn. Like, heck, even though Gangplank gets a till early, it's still Gangplank versus Orn, right? Like, no one is going to, like, Gangplank isn't going to be able to pressure that lane once Orn tanks up hard enough. So Broken Blade's not be able to get that pressure, and Dardock just goes ahead and ints. And it's actually crazy to me like when you think about this, because in this actually sounds almost exactly like spring 2019 TSM. 
except you've got you've pretty much got the entire like roster there. It's like you've got Broken Blade, you've got an aggressive jungler, except you've got Dardoch in for Acadian, you've got Bjergsen, you've got basically a, a a farm a farm early game and fight for late game eighty carry, except it's Kabe instead of sure. Zen, and now you have Spoody yeah. instead yeah, yeah, of Biofrost. Yeah. And now ramp, you can, just, up, can you guys see the parallels here? Yeah, you yeah, get, can you guys yeah. see the parallels? Yeah. I remember all the games that they played weird shit and lost, like Kale Top and and all exactly those like yeah he died he died once I think it was like Set versus Kale he died once as Kale and just useless the whole game. Yeah, uh, Kobe, you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I do like uh, I saw that they they had a line in one of the videos that they put out where they came to the realization that it's going to be a priority for them moving forward to know how to win the game with the champions that they draft. I'm like, <laughs> man, that wow. is, that's good. Yeah. Mm. That's some good stuff right there. I wish every team could so, do that. Um, I th- Just suggest I that think, a team uh, liquid, by the way. That might be a good strategy for them, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess Even sometimes it gets crazy while you're drafting. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely... Uh, TSM... Broken Blade is a very big part for this team. We kind of touched on it earlier where we talked about the top triangle of the map for TSM has been their strength. Bjergsen on Syndra has been super important. Um, and then how Broken Blade and Dardock can navigate through the mid game definitely is there. I'm not sold on any team, though, as far as talking about being sold on sold on not teams even, right now. Uh, not even Cloud9? Yeah, I mean, you, you have Cloud9 who you're like, all right, they're number one. And then you're like, CLG, they're number 10. That's what I know. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else, we got some wiggle room. So we thought we were going to see consistency, I think, from TSM. Everybody got hyped up when they 2-0 week, they defeat Cloud9, deliver them their only loss of the entire split. And then you kind of lose confidence in, in the returning week with some of the, with some of the gameplay there. So nothing, yeah. nothing is for sure anymore. Yeah, I think that's that's where I ultimately land. I still see the ceiling of this team. Like you mentioned, spring 2019 TSM. And like, honestly, that's not a bad comparison, not just in terms of gameplay, but also like in terms of quality of play. Like that was a pretty good team. I think, uh, you know, like if, if they can hit their form, like they kind of hit it in playoffs, that's that's a really, really good team, actually. And I would be excited to see if they can challenge C9 like that. We, we saw them win that game and that's kind of, it was reminiscent of that style. So, you know, when I I understand the concern about it being maybe a little limited in terms of your game plan, but honestly, I don't think having a, a preferred and primary style, assuming your champ pools are, are deep enough, which they seem to be for TSM, is, is a, a bad thing just with, you know, how uh, like uh, FPX and some teams have pretty defined play styles, it feels like. It's, it's not a dirty, dirty thing to have. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's fine, but it can just be a problem when you start dealing with matchup issues, especially when you start going to Licorice versus Broken Blade. I think we had this whole segment about how great Licorice was on playing playing weak side because I think he had that Aatrox game versus I think it was like Kennen or something or Illusion. Kennen. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not that one. Aatrox it was first, it, it was it was, it was, it was yeah. yeah, Illusion yeah. with Ignite. Yeah, but then he yeah. played Shen and got dumpstered. Yeah, but I think that was that was just an awful match. Why did you play Shen against Set? That was terrible. But yeah, but you know, but but you know what I mean. And it's just 
like you start getting into matchups where other people can start playing like or like know how to counter your weaknesses and yep. it just starts becoming a problem. Yeah. I think that's why uh, it's interesting though is cuz we were talking really about how many good top laners there are right now. Yeah. So do you think they have a reasonable shot to beat C9? Uh Kobe mm-hmm. froze at the funniest. Yeah. Am I frozen again? <laughs> <Do> I have <laughs> to re- you're frozen re- with your head stuck up. <laughs> oh, you're back. Uh yeah, it was a uh, I I think I think that they can they could beat C9, I, but it would be like, I don't know, 30% odds right now or yeah, I get like 25%. We're not that far off. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Tom, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, hmm. Oh yeah, I just wanted to give us a, a small shout out. I think uh, like I think several weeks ago, I was like flaming some of the other mid laners, and I just wanted to give a small shout out to Ryoma because he actually had a good week this week. So actually making me eat my words on that one. So good job, man. You yeah, it feels it. like there's actually uh, been several players who, like, Ika had a good match. People are pretty... Jazuke, who people flamed oh, hard. Let's not, go, let's not go too far. Jeez. You're, you're, you're stretching Did me I out. Not, but, I mean, yeah. am I wrong, Mark and, and Kobe? Did not Ika look better than normal? It was a weird game. I don't know how Kobe feels, but, like, he, he played lane well and farm well, but he also wasn't really pressured by the Sejuani ganks or anything, and then he missed some sh- big shockwaves, but he played fine. There were big mis- I don't know. All right. You silly for LCS. That's all I'm going to say. Um, thanks for the call. <laughs> Have a great night. All right. We got two more callers to go, and then Kobe can finally be free. Captain Hat, thank you for the six months. Orlando Jones. I'll only truly be free when I have a pet, Travis. Travis? Uh, Mark should be here any minute. Oh, OPTSM fan is here. OPTSM fan, where are you calling from? Uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about how I really enjoyed, actually, the LCS production this past weekend. Oh, okay. What did you like uh, about it? I... I don't know what, it, like, obviously all the cool graphics and stuff and the pauses were kind of like, meh. But for, like, I don't know why, but it didn't feel like as professional, like, traditional sports and everything. But from whether it was the casters and the way they were casting the games or the way that the analyst test was going on, it just felt more authentic and real. And I was like, yeah, these, are, these aren't, like, people trying to be, like, official sports casters and everything. We have to go by what the teleprompter says it was like hey man we're just casting and we're having some fun and we're casting these games because we like video games and it was it was really really fun i i want to publicly apologize from to mark i did not understand that he was running graphics in his webcam slot on his own (laughs) and i thought that he was just i was like this is really weird they could just run this graphic (laughs) over the top layer why are they choosing to cover mark's face with it, it did not even register in my mind that he might be running those graphics on his own, which I thought was a cute little innovative way of approaching it. So, uh, my apologies, Travis Mark, but it was pretty funny. Always wanting to put the graphics over Mark's face on Hotline yeah. League. That's all. I know. I need to start yeah. doing that. <laughs> I I uh, I was probably annoying the producers because I was constantly looking for like little things I could do with the software, like noise gating, which apparently caused more problems than it fixed, and like uh, like that kind of thing was changing my scene out and. You were showing your cat a lot, and that that was having some issues. 
Yeah, well, that happens here, too. This, the cable's just a little loose. Yeah. But, like, you know, it comes right back. It takes, like, a second to plug it back in. No, no big deal. Yeah, I, I agree, though. It was super fun to listen to. I, I mean, I was really sad that I didn't get to be a part of it. But kind of like you're talking about, just it, it did feel a little bit like old school esports. Yeah. And a lot of us have been, you know, paying attention in the scene in some way for a very long time when we didn't have more professional broadcasts. I think it was Azale talked about it on a dive and he was like, <laughs> we go back to some, you know, home cooking, old school style esports Help where we food. got, yeah, our, our online broadcasts, uh, just chilling with your homies. And that's really what it felt like. For the first time, it felt like uh, the LCS stream had an identity uh, as opposed to being like trying to emulate every sports caster thing that you've ever seen on ESPN. It was like the LCS had its own brand. It was Mimi. It was funny. People were joking around on the cast and everything like that. It was like, we have an identity here. Like, you know, it's really nice. We're not trying to compete with LEC and do exactly what they do as well. Or they're kind of doing it better. It's like been a narrative for a long time. It's like, no, this is exactly, you know, like where, where it, and like I, I was telling Mark that it felt like LCS, like season two all over again. Like what you're saying, the old school days, like once LCS became the LCS. It, it was just, it was super nostalgia, like dopamine rush for me being all like cabin fever inside. Here. I absolutely love yeah. this take because I love that you called in. You're like, I love the broadcast this weekend. You got two of the casters analysts on it. And then you just like snuck in to slam them in the back and be like, yeah, this weekend didn't suck <laughs> ass. It didn't feel like just a parody of LEC. The broadcast actually seemed like it was something instead of just this fraudulent sports wannabe show like it normally is. I really like the part how that Kobe guy wasn't <laughs> yeah. on it also. Yeah. <laughs> there was something missing, but like it was kind of like addition by subtraction. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely not where I'm going. No, no, no. but I do. <laughs> I love to find it great that this even... This is just the ultimate hotline league call where like even the compliment is got to be laced with just insult, you know? <laughs> yeah. That candidness now. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's kind of weird to do because when I've like become a different person, when I sit here than when I sit on the state farm analyst desk and like, I definitely almost stepped into like hotline league Marcus sometimes <laughs> Because it's it's honestly not that different. It's a box of three people talking. The the tech we're using is a little no, bit. No, everybody's different. come down to Travis Gafford's level now. All right, like that's the best thing about this is everybody Travis, had we, all this money, all this production, blah blah blah. Now they're all slumming it in the gutter with me. We have the best cameras. I know. What can we say? I, I well, the sad thing is, if our internet wasn't having issues for for Kobe. I had set him up with the other extra camera that I have and was going to use my light and everything. He was going to look dope. So not only did you not let him have a cat, but you didn't let him have good internet no. to be a part of the cast? No. We had a tech come out. I mean, I'm explaining this to the star of the show. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've, I've got a call Go with the executive that. producer of the LCS on Wednesday. Travis Gafford Industries is going to try to solve these technology issues. No, Do yeah, I wanna... just... Okay. I was gonna say you should you should produce it, Travis, with your fucking X split mixing oh, and everything. Everybody could be on X split and Skype. <laughs> I could do that show. All right, let's just put it that way. I'm sure. Uh, uh, no. 
Uh, no, I just, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a whole lot, and it just felt like I was watching because the personalities are the reason why we watch all this stuff, right? Like the from the beginning, like that's why you followed some of your favorite streamers. That's why you followed some of the teams because your favorite players were on that because of who they are, and it allowed us like a little bit of insight. Well, not insight, but like just a little bit better light on seeing those personalities shine through as opposed to everyone fitting inside the box of what it needs to be for the broadcast. Yeah. Hey, Kobe, what did you think about uh, using Zoom on the dive this week? How, how good did that feel compared to Skype? Uh, I like Zoom. Um, they're not paying us or anything. Uh, I, our producer actually had to buy a subscription to let us use oh, it. But... but that's like an expense, you know, that you could probably write off. Yeah, I, I, a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was really nice because that's why Travis has this kind of janky setup where he makes his guests download Skype <laughs> and use discord at the same time is the uh, visual or the video from discords pretty rough well we also do the audio over discord so that people can call in because we can't just be adding everybody's skype calls constantly it would not be yeah but but the the audio i mean the video the visuals look better uh, no that's you know, not true really do you know what a new tech experience. ndi stream is everyone should go google new tech ndi stream skype or look up skype for content creators there's a specific reason why i use skype instead of zoom or Whatever. Uh, oddly enough, as many issues as we have with it, as much as people complain. By the way, I got every single pro, except for Acadian, to download Skype for me this weekend to do interviews, all right? So these pro players, who we all agree are the laziest people in the world, uh, they were willing to do it. So everybody else could. Everybody else could shut up. All right. Zoom's just like Spring Split. It doesn't matter. OPT. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, OPTSM fan. That's what I'm talking about, all right? No. I surveyed 90 content creators. Okay, OPTSM fan, uh, anything you want to say here at the end? Um, everyone stay inside so that we can all go out eventually. Uh, thank you, Alienware, and all the sponsors. And get Kobe a kitty. <sighs> Cat. <laughs> On to the final call. Oh, I can't move. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Discord Discord cracking out. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Mark moved. Everybody's having internet issues right now, and it might get worse. Captain Hat, thank you for the six months. Orlando Jones, thank you for 11 months. And Luna Palm. And then Shell Deasy gifted a sub to two ads. I really appreciate that. Thanks, everyone, for the subs. Uh, subs really helpful right now. Things are weird. Septura, Septura, thank you for calling in. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the UK in Sheffield. From the UK. I've heard you've now officially, yeah. as of today, gone into uh, lockdown. Uh, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, but yeah. got to do what you got to do. Well, uh, what time is it there? It's 10 to 5. Oh my god, why are you up so late? Mm, got nothing better to do, I guess. Okay, well, uh, I've got... He's locked down, what is? What else are you doing? I mean... I have a normal sleep schedule. Anyway, September, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, I think that Sunday is MP MVP of the split by a long way, and that's whether you think it's the most important player on the team or just out of everyone in the split. I think he's just better than every other top laner, and he just hard carries 100 Thieves every game. Well, not every game, because they lose some, but when he can, and he's got to carry that mid laner, Rayoma. 
saying? Hey, we're 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 getting on the Ryoma hype train. It, I guess one good week just means that. What is that? Once again, I, we're demonstrated. You can't be a hotline league caller and call in with a positive take. You have to. It's a balance. You have to. You can't lift it up. It's like a seesaw. You know, you lift one part. It's of, conservation of conservation of flame. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a law yeah. of online debate. Anyway, so <clears throat> someday for MVP, you think yes. for for Kobe or Mark, would he be in the running for either of you? Like, let's say top five. He's definitely in the running. Um, I still have uh, Niski up there for my immediate answer for MVP, but my someday argument is a little bit more nuanced where he, he made the differentiation between your MVP of carrying the team the hardest, what's most important to the single team as a single player, um, or just the best individual all around performing player. Um, and I think someday, someday definitely hits the bar for the carrying the team one for our hundred thieves, and he he is in the conversation for me for being best all around as well. Are you only saying Niski is your number one because he's on the Twitch chat? Oh, is Niski in the Twitch <laughs> okay, chat? <yeah. gasps> okay. Uh, no, but I, I actually think that Niski has been such a big part of Cloud9's dominance. Um, him and Blabber have have really done amazing things this split. Whiskey just added Mark C and said, it's your turn. So, so, so time to answer. I changed my mind. You know what? I, I revoked that. Niski has to be a little bit more thing. grateful for my support before uh, just expecting the you know, vote. he was grateful for your support. He put a heart and then also said, I love Kobe. Okay, okay. Uh, my vote's back in okay, there. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, I think uh, it depends how like I could make I couldn't do it, but maybe he would sneak into my top three, um, because if they beat TSM and they beat CLG, they go two zero. They finish ten and eight, and that could honestly be second place depending on how things go. Um, if if they make second place at ten and eight, like that's starting to be pr- a pretty convincing argument. Not that I think Ryoma is trash, like the caller or anything, but I think there was a period of time where the rest of the split was catching up to his level. I thought Meteos was was pretty disappointing through the first portion of the split, um, and uh, you know I don't think Cody has looked as great as he has on some of his other splits. But I think everyone's starting to get better, and that's why they're they're starting to have this strong finish. And so when you look at the totality of the split, like the reason they weren't completely out of the playoff hunt or even second place should they get there, is someday was, was winning some games in the early part of the split, and now he has more more help, I think, um, as everyone else is starting to get better. So I do think if he finishes second, the same way people were talking about PoE and Ignar being great through the first half of the split, he's been just as good in the second half and helped a lot in the first as well. So I would say it would be a pretty convincing argument. It might If they finish second, he might be the leading candidate sans any C9 players. I would still probably go with someone on C9, though, because they're so dominant. I kind of like the other thing the caller touched on, where he's like, uh, someday, for sure, the best top laner. What do you think is the distance between someday and the next best top laner? Let's say Broken Blade. For me or for the caller? Uh, for you. I was directing it to you, but we can, yeah, we can also start with Mark. Caller. No, let's get the caller first. <sighs> okay, I don't well, pressure the, right the second best top laner is Broken Blade, I assume, not Licorice. You, you tell me. 
Okay, well, I this bit is definitely Broken Blade. Although, Broken Blade, basically, like, every game, his team either dive the other top and it goes well, or the other team dives him and he just double kills them or something every game, almost. So it feels like he just gets handed a lead by the, either his team or the enemy team every time he does well. Whereas, I feel like Sunday just gets his own leads. It just feels like he's more dominant. I think there's a big gap, basically, between him and Licorice and Broken Blade. Uh, I don't. I think there is a decent gap. I don't necessarily also think it's uh, in terms of skill, but like when I'm voting for MVP and All Pro and things like that, I try to actually not factor in like my opinion on who's the best as much as what have they actually done in the games, um, because I might think. Licorice is better than Broken Blade, uh, but a lot of TSM's wins have come from Broken Blade more often, and he's been a, a bigger carry for the team and picking up their wins. Uh, so, like, I might give him a little bit more credit for something like that. But I, I ultimately agree. I think the gap for someday, based off performance, has been pretty big. I don't know how Kobe feels. Yeah, I mean, I bring it up because uh, I think it's really interesting if you are head and shoulders above every other player that plays your role, it is really possible to get MVP over like a, a team that's universally super dominant. And I actually think that Broken Blade has been really good this split as well. I would definitely put someday number one top laner, but um, I have Broken Blade as number two for sure. Yeah, I think Broken Blade has had a couple more stinkers. Um, like the Kale game and some of those kinds of things. Whereas, I, I don't know. I felt like there were a couple games early in the split where I was like, oh, I don't know about Sunday, but that was like week two or something. I, it hasn't hasn't been recent memory at all for me. Well, I think, does that answer your question, Subtura? Or ta your take? Yeah, pretty much. I'd also just like to add that Sunday also has to play with Stunt. So, you know. Stop flaming other 100 Thieves members. <laughs> <laughs> I can I could do what Stun does. I could press Q on Nautilus and then press R. Okay. Anyway, I what was that, Kobe? I will. Uh, Thank I'll you. Take it. Thanks so much for your call. I appreciate you having me. Have a good one. Needs to get some sleep. Anyway, that's the show. Is there anything we didn't talk about that we should have talked about? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, we didn't really touch on FlyQuest and not really Immortals that much, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they to have too much, them. like, they both are kind of in this weird, what's going to happen this, I feel like their story is going to unfold this weekend, right? Rather than it unfolding last weekend. Did right, we like touch on if we're getting a cat or not? Yeah, I, I think we did think touch on it, and we universally agreed with the 2,000 people that are in the chat that we would not be. Hmm. I think there might be some different opinions, and Travis is confused. So if you could just tweet at Travis uh, just to clear it up, because I think he's somehow missing it, uh, and maybe he just needs to be more direct. Do you want me to get this cat and then just hate it? Like, that's the question. Like... I just, I, I just feel like if I get pressured into the getting this cat, I'm gonna resent this cat so Dude, much. My cat did the cutest fucking thing ever last night. 
All right. So we go to bed at around midnight every night and we feed the cats at 11. They usually kind of like get a little tired right after eating. And then like as we're going to bed, they get a little spazzy. And so last night, my cat, I'm sitting here. I, I turned all the lights off. Ashley's in Which bed cat? playing Animal Crossing. The orange one, the little shithead back there. Uh, this dude in the pitch black, because he knows once we turn the lights off, he's crate trained. And so sometimes we put him in the crate uh, if he's being a little too rambunctious and he just goes to sleep there. We go, I go turn off all the lights. And he knows that like, oh shit, he's going to put me to bed soon. So he grabs his like, he has like this little fish toy that he plays with. And it has like a little string and I swing it around. And he, he jumps at it. He grabs it and runs up to me sitting here playing games and just drops it at my feet. And he's like, play with me before I go to bed, basically. And it was the cutest shit ever. And I play with him for like 20 minutes uh, as a reward for being adorable. And like, if you're, if a cat does that to you, dude, there's no way you're going to Yeah, that's it. a great story. But also, you just said that you have to put it in a crate because it gets rambunctious at night. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like... It's not a big deal, story. Travis. My, he he's if he's crate trained it doesn't matter. i pick him up and i put him in there and he chills out and goes to bed and doesn't make a noise until morning it's actually better than most cats look at him this is what he does 99 percent of the day and then i do this those are his boxers is what he does <sighs> hey mark mark do you have any Shoutouts, any plugs, anything you want to say here at the end? Mark? Mark? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Did you kill the stream when I was cuddling my cat to, to kill the propaganda? That was, no, I didn't, but it was really funny because your, your Skype freeze-flamed. <laughs> freeze-framed. And then you just teleported back into the chair and said hello. That was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was cuddling my cat just to show you how good it all can be. You, fucking, you DDoSed yeah. yourself. You froze you, you to kill the propaganda of showing how nice it is to have a cat cuddle. You you would rather kill your stream than than show that. Where did Kobe go? Is there? He's showing how lonely he is. Look, there's no cat okay. there. He was fake petting it. Mark gets it. Mark, is there anything? That you'd like to say shout out plug here at the end of the show cat for kobe cat for kobe. content coming soon cat for kobe Are you working on no. anything uh on something you are oh well that thing okay yeah uh, this is travis uh, gafford i'd like to go on record saying that we're gonna get a cat tomorrow Wow! Well, did you did you hear that news, Mark? Yeah, that's great. I'm so excited. Thanks, Travis. So, what's actually pretty funny is Ashley works at uh, she's a vet tech, and so she's saying a lot of people are bringing in new dogs for for shots because everyone is buying pets because they're bored. <laughs> that's, my, that's my guess. There's just a lot of new pets. She's saying. I'm gonna guess if you got any cat, it'd be a similar thing. You could come to the hospital she works at and care of. Mark, you got you're doing nothing. You got nothing to plug. Uh, I'll be playing some TFT and some Witcher. Uh, check out the dive tomorrow, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the conclusion of the LCS. Everything's really tight. All the games are going to be pretty hype. So I'll, I'll see you guys for some more remote LCS this weekend. Kobe, what do you want to plug? Uh, we have the dive. We also have this or that coming out. Um, 
hopefully our internet will work well enough so that I can be on the LCS as well. And that's it. What's your Instagram? Uh, Esports Kobe. All right. For me, it's it's one of the better better Instagrams from the NA casters. We're all pretty bad. Kobe puts a little effort in there. It is true. Although it's really hard to gram when you're stuck in the house all day. So it... get a cat. You got a lot of content then. God damn. All right. For me, I have <laughs> a shit ton of interviews coming out. If you stick around on stream, I'll air some maybe for sub goals. Body math. This isn't the goddamn fucking dive. <laughs> I could say whatever I want. I don't take that riot money, alright? I swear if I want, it's my own goddamn show. Anyway, so I've got a ton of interviews coming out, and uh, you guys should all watch them, because they're actually... Look, I know there's a lot of stuff around this vote. I talked to a lot of people about it. You should talk... You should watch because people have very human responses like niski's very upset about it cody son actually seems pretty spooked about the health situation broxa talks about the struggles of being stuck at home and not being able to go to the gym and that's an area where he is like a stress relief for him and he talks about how he's not sure if he'd rather be here or be in denmark like these are i think some of the the best most important interviews i've done in the past year or so and so I know, I know. It's like, go watch Travis's content. But, like, fine. If you want to run ad block, just run the ad block, I guess. I just want people to watch these interviews because I think they're pretty important. That's my big pitch for this week. Anyway, this has been Hotline League. Thanks to Kobe for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was two hours long. He didn't expect that. I got to figure out how to feed him now. Mark. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Ma.